0: Okay, welcome to episode 12 of the echo chamber. I love this soft start.
1: It, I'm in Siwa already. I'm there well, bro.
0: Yeah. So, uh, this set is based on a recent trip that I made with uh, some good friends to a place called Siwa in Egypt. And uh, Siwa, for those who don't know, is an oasis in the middle of the Saharan desert. desert uh, and it's over near the Libya border with, uh, with Egypt. It takes about 10 hours to drive to from Cairo, which we did. And it's very, very chilled. Like the Siwan people don't see themselves as Egyptian. They see themselves as Siwans, uh, which... And the vibe of the place and the way it looks and the way it is, is kind of a mixture between Egyptian but more African. This is amazing. There, go. there you go. So, um, that opening song is Jan Blomkvist, who is one of my favourite, like, more sort of ethereal-type artists who produces his own stuff with with an absolute array of technology in front of him. Like, if you see his Circle performance where he performs in Spain, at this casseroid something or other, uh, he's just got so many gadgets. Uh, it's all affects his voice, it affects his music and like everything about it. It's a with this kind of techno-y edge. Uh, and I love him. I, I think he's absolutely brilliant. Now, he has in this, he produced this song Packard, uh, and then Nora Pure has taken it and remixed it. So it's the first uh, oh, collaboration like dream of Jan Blomkvist and Nora Pure, which I have been oh, waiting yes. for uh- for about three years for them two to collaborate. And so I, was, so I was gonna say
1: like 35 years.
0: Well, <laughs> well I mean when this song first was released, I, I get it I got it on my release radar and I sent it immediately to Monique and Dave and Jen I was, I was like, this is amazing! This, I've been waiting for this for so long. Oh, word, word, still for
2: one here. Breathing and hold on until we find silence to hear.
0: You've got what Nora's piano. Time. Yeah, Nora's piano, his, his lyrics that make you think.
2: Oh, to your past, and you
0: now you can imagine this driving into Siwa, one of the most beautiful places in the Sahara Desert. And just as you're coming in over the, like over a hill into the town, you see the, the entire oasis is covered in palm trees in the middle of the desert. So you see, you, you see desert and then just this pool of uh, palm trees and, and a few lakes and stuff, which is so bizarre. And, you, you, and this song just epitomizes how you feel sort of driving in. I was really inspired by that moment that I first arrived. It's like, oh, yeah, I love we're what here. You put in there, and I've laid in a bit of extra bass there, just because. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's the way this set goes. Basically, it's, uh, it starts off uh, sort of melancholy and, 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 and chills. And then as our holiday progressed, so on the on the holiday itself of a half term, this was at the end of a ten week half term, right? Which is unprecedented. Normally they're about six to seven weeks, and this was ten weeks long. So we were all desperately in need of this half term. Uh, and then as we arrived in Sierra, it was like chill. This is nice. This is our base level of chill. And then as the set progresses, different things happen during the week that are represented in the set. So like. This is day
1: one
0: He's chilling by the by the pool in the hotel I love the
1: way you tell a story
0: with a set but there's, there's an anticipation there's something brewing first night in a place you know you have a, tend to, a tendency to blow your load a bit early on, on holiday) <laughs> Uh, and go 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 balls deep on your uh, on your first night and then end up regretting it the second night we didn't we didn't we knew that I and mean, we like it was there was a there was a maturity about it we were like yeah let's not go too hard tonight let's just chill oh, and we, was this we this didn't kind of ruin stuff.
1: night one let's ruin night two to 10 yeah, Well,
0: no <laughs> we didn't want to ruin night one because we knew we'd want to do the sightseeing on day 2 so oh yeah this okay. kind of spans better. into day 2 really so the next day, after the first day of arrival, we just kind of chill at the hotel, well, eco-lodge, not hotel, uh, and stayed up that evening just chatting and, uh, you know, otherwise having a, a chill night. And then day two, we rented bicycles, which had no working brakes. Uh, we get pulled by a tuk-tuk <laughs> at one point because two people got, like, flat tires or couldn't use their bikes. And then you move into this a bit more pacey stuff.
1: I love this. Now, Kevin, I have a question to ask you. What's up? I don't even think personally. I know it's in the background. You don't have a big sign that says the echo chamber.
0: Yes, I need to get that uh, up. I don't think I'm allowed (laughs) to put it on the wall. (laughs) And then we're into the second. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dave's wearing his DeFi t-shirt. I need, I need my Chronos <laughs> T-shirt. We need to do like a a green polo. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Nora Pure now. Her new song Wetlands, which we mentioned in I think episode ten. But the two mix perfectly. They go from Jan Blankovic into this. It just it's almost seamless. So on the second day of the holiday we rented bikes and we went out to Seawind Salt Lakes and floated in the very very salty lakes there and um, this is a bit more of that vibe, you know just like a fun day out and, uh, we had a very energetic group, well mix actually, we had uh, Alan who's a new member of staff this year, he's an art teacher, very very energetic and um, And uh, and Luke, who just kind of goes to the uh, the energy of the group, he's uh, a great energizer to have around. Always says yes to everything. I know we have uh, we had Ada as well, who's uh, a force of her own. Ener- and
1: <laughs> you know, you know what? I don't know, Alan could be a lovely guy. I don't know. Could also be a dick. Sure, he's not, but. You're talking about Luke and Ah, oh, I miss Luke and Ida. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: they know how to have a, a good holiday. Yeah, and it was what was needed at the time. So it's kind of got this kind of like feeling of being chill, but there's a uh, sense of optimism and build in the song. Yeah. It kind of perfectly summarizes the start of that holiday. It's that idea of come away with your love, like, kind of get swept away with it. Like, just like a group of friends, out to just, you know, have a really relaxing, but fun time. Come away with your- and you get this almost like mechanical baseline, which was what, what it was like during that first day. We, we took these bikes out to the Salt Lakes, and it was about, maybe about 15 kilometers cycle. And by the time we got there, we were so, so fucking knackered. Like, 15 kilometers, uh, wow. We, we had to the sick. guy wow. from the night before who'd been taking us around in a tuk-tuk, and we had to get him to bring his tuk-tuk out. Uh, and we put a couple of bikes on top of the tuk-tuk, a couple of people riding in the back of it, but then others just being dragged along on their bikes, just holding onto the side of the tuk-tuk. Uh, and it was just the most Egyptian thing, like health and safety just goes out the window and he's just like having a bit of a laugh and, Yeah, really, really
1: nice. You've got a a growling bass coming in here. Yeah. at this point in the holiday, were you, I don't know, attacked by wolves or...? (laughs) 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 <laughs> so it started out like beautiful. We saw seawater over the palm trees, and then we cycled to some lakes. and wolves came out and ate our face. <laughs> it
0: was a bit, it was a bit sketchy in some of the bits where you're riding through the through the oasis. You're like, I don't think we can jump out of here. It's like literally old dirt tracks. Like, and then this is moving more towards the, the second night, having a bit of a party that night. Well, not a party. But they all but got wrecked. Like no. <laughs> uh, no, not quite that's uh for slightly <laughs> later in the holiday uh but we we met some <laughs> guy in the street we were asking him for directions and it turns out he owned a uh, owned a, a restaurant nice uh so he owns like a, a restaurant that does uh, kind of evening meals where he cooks it in the ground like underground uh Oh, yeah. It's like this slow roast chicken and stuff like that. So we went there, like, oh, and we had, wow. uh, you know, waxed on a you know, speaker with our own music and stuff. And there was no one else really there apart from the, the the guy who owned it and his cronies. And it's just nice, isn't it? Like this kind of like chill, but there's a bit of a party vibe. Everyone's getting a few drinks. And yeah. this uh, this version of this song, which I, I love the original of this, but this is an EdX remix. I remember at Tomorrowland that me and you went to see EDIAX. Like he's. He's good! Like he's not the most well known of DJs, but he produces good music, like good remixes. Yeah, he does. I remember it's one of the. We were at the Freedom Stage. No, not Freedom Stage. What was the, uh, the side stage to the main one?
1: It used to be called the Organ of Harmony Yeah, what used to be the Organ of Harmony like we, uh,
0: Me and you went there Like I think Jen and Monique were off doing their own thing at this point But we started the day at that stage With EDX playing we, It was like the, first, like the first proper dance we had Of the weekend was done
2: To EDX He I
0: mean, was brilliant
2: Because
0: he was then followed by neuron on Pure, wasn't he? I know he was. He was. I think the same day. Or later in the day. Yeah, later in the day.
1: Yeah, he was a lot earlier than Nora. Oh, I love this. I love those bass sounds. Hey, Kev, do you want to see one of the coolest things about having kids? What's up, Connor? Can I have a beer?
0: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you have children.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so to give you some... To, to put this, this episode into context... <laughs> uh, it's 4.15 for where I am between 10, 15 were cavers.
0: Yep. What a great way to start the day. A punchy bass line. And I'm actually going to a music event later on. So our friend Paul is going to be producing, well, uh, he's going to be playing um, uh, in an old converted stable. Uh, Doing some kind of Saturday afternoon, which is basically Sunday afternoon for most people in the world, because of weekend being Friday and Saturday here, so it's that kind of Saturday chilled sessions. So that's I've got that to look forward to today as well. And this is a nice, uh, nice way to start the day. Our friend Paul is. Real good music.
1: He's very musically talented. Oh my god, he he plays plays everything. He plays like uh, name an instrument and he can uh, banjo, banjo, harmonica,
0: like like, mouth organ, like. But then uses like a loop pedal and creates his own beats on the, the the guitar and loops that into his own music. He's just amazing. So this again was uh, probably the second night of the holiday where we, uh, we ventured out and had a, maybe a few more drinks and stuff that evening and uh, sort of explored the town. I mean, myself and Michelle had been to where before, uh, but the rest of them hadn't. So there was uh, Alan, Luke, Ada and Sinead and Jamie who hadn't been before. So we kind of cherry picked from the last time we went to this time and just chose the best things for people to do. And it's like basically you spend the day kind of going between like salt lakes and and and, a, and an old spring that you can jump into, and then all these local kids turned up and they all jumped jumped in as well and had a load of fun. It's really yeah, it's real sort of. One of my favourite things about
1: working overseas is you know you you learn the the places to go, the people to see, the the restaurants to eat at, yeah. the experiences to do, and then people come to visit. And you get to give them this genuinely unique personal experience but, where, yeah, where you've controlled the, the places that you consider who love. they are. And yeah. And you can say, We're gonna go here because I went there before and this is what I think. Or you can also say, I'd like to sit here, I've never been before, but I reckon based on what I know of the country and what I know of the people and the experiences and what I know of you, I think this will work.
0: Well, this is it, and you you, you pick and choose from, you do your own exploring, and then when people come to visit, you pick and choose from that, and you find, like, the the thing that you feel is best suited to them. So, like, when my mum came over to visit, she was like, she's come over twice, actually, to Egypt to visit, both of the times, I think, in October, in that first half term of the year, and, like, there was the first time she came, we did, like, stuff in Cairo, so you could see around, and then we went down to, uh, she she then uh, went on to do, like, Aswan and Luxor on a cruise by herself. And then the second time she came, we went up to like Sharm El Sheikh for a night. And she was like, fine, I like Sharm El Sheikh, but it's a bit touristy for my liking. But then we spent like three days in Dahab and she absolutely loved that. She's quite free-spirited and, and, and Dahab very much is of, of a similar sort of mindset to my mum in, in so much that it's very much embracing a place, spirituality, uh, and it just has so much to offer. It's such a, a powerful place because it's right by the sea. And she got to try scuba diving for the first time. Oh,
2: great.
0: And there it is, my token use of Fisher. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just nice to take people to places where you know that they'll like. And I knew my mum would love that because it's kind of like my spiritual home in Egypt. It's always a place where I go to where I feel very well settled and I spent the majority of the latter half of lockdown and all of the summer holidays there like great. Your mum is awesome.
1: Yes, and I she love is, to yeah, she is to these episodes, so I'm quite happy to say, you know, your mum is amazing.
0: So is your mum and dad as well. Like I like it's so nice that we kinda of got to So sort of got to meet each other's parents and stuff. Like I, I mean, obviously I spent a bit of the summer holidays before Tomorrowland with your parents. so, that is so like... Such the nicest people you can see, like, if they were able to get together, they would probably get them just as well as we do, you know, because they're like sort of similar mindset. Whatever. We
1: should make that happen. We oh, should yeah, make yeah. that happen Definitely. after Covid lockdown yeah. finishes in the UK. Let's after, get them both the Covid, train to send them.
0: <laughs> you should get them for a one, a one day pass for Tomorrowland. <laughs> and my mum would be all over that, I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs>
1: my dad would my mum would uh, she would be too worried about everything oh, is that is that that boy's third beer yes. oh dear
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're about to see something special <laughs> <laughs> by hour 12 it's like the 15th beer
1: your mum says something really nice um, to you uh, which you then told me about how you had found your tribe. Yes, and I still hold that like she's so right. <laughs> I,
0: mean, it's true, it's true. I think know, that's one you of the know, nicest you things you've said. You find your tribe and your said, troop, you know? don't you? Like uh, yeah. the, the, the other people that like-minded people that you need to talk to or bounce ideas off or just talk things through with. That becomes they become part of your your troop, your tribe. And then she, yeah, she I'm actually so happy uh, very to do, accurately right. called that. Love you dude.
1: Love you too. Fingo card tick.
0: Oh, I love this bit. <laughs> this again is EDX. I really, really love the analog kind of Nokia sound effects here.
1: I was going to say, it sounds like someone's phone too close to the speaker.
0: I love this drop now. This is Fisher mixed with EDX. And I'm about to drop in the third and fourth track at this drop. It's a bit, bit too much bass for everything to handle, it just kind of goes into muffle. On, on a set of powerful speakers, that would be amazing. But I'm, I I don't feel I... am going to say a... it
1: instead of you. That is
0: filthy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> filthy bass line. So, yeah, this is, uh, again, a point in the party... Well, point in the party. Sorry, point in the week where... Yeah, so yeah, everybody good busy if we, uh, we, we decided to have a proper... <laughs> Proper knees
1: up. Yeah, proper knees up? It sounds like you've got extra scones out in the
0: afternoon tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Mabel had sugar. Ooh. And then this is uh, This is the next day. This is the waking up the morning after. This, this genuinely was my thinking at this point. And we had this really, really nice... Uh, day where everyone was kind of like getting massages and then Alan Luke Michelle and myself went. Uh, we went for a walk and we climbed up the mountain of the dead and had this wonderful view of the whole of Siwa uh, and I thought that would be uh, recognized in some way quite well by this song Just that kind of looking out over the distance in awe. And then you just get hit with like, God, this is fucking beautiful. Which is obviously has to be epitomized by lost frequencies.
1: I was going to say, this has got feelings all over it. ah,
0: It's very, very, very celebratory.
1: So I never went to Siwa when I was in Egypt. And I... When I go back, because I will go back Hmm. at some point, I will definitely make it one of my trips. It's just a sort of long but effort I, to get there, but it is worth it. It is. It is. What I do know of Siwa is it's in Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, cool. the, the one set in Egypt. And it's, it starts in Siwa. It's perfectly And in remember. Yeah, I remember starting the game going, wow, where is this place? I must go and see it. And then never did. Oh, that was very gratifying. It's
0: that <laughs> yeah. I love that with the bass behind it.
1: I love how low frequencies leave their tracks so open to additions. Yeah, you know, they're not so full of sound that you have to work to get other sounds out of it. You can, you can just take their tracks and then add your own sounds, like your bass or your trebles or whatever in there and it still sounds good
0: Yeah, I mean their style is to have those strict back synthesised moments where it's uh, just before a drop and then even when the drop does happen they don't overkill it, so there's there's always stuff you can add or uh, kind of tweak So this set I actually played live on Facebook uh, on the so it was a seven day or eight day holiday and I think on about night six or seven, second or penultimate light, night before we left. We uh, instead of coming directly home from Seawood, well, we broke up the trip and spent two nights in and Matru on the north coast of the Mediterranean. So like who can say they see the Sahara Desert and the Mediterranean in one day, but we did. And I, I did live with this set. Uh, yeah, so like playing this, uh, we rented a, 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 a huge apartment for the seven of us uh, on the top of this um, high-rise building in Master 2 with this really lo- nice view of the Mediterranean but then uh, the other way with a really nice view of the Master. and it was just a great, it seemed like a great place to have a live set so um, we did, we went live and then people sort of dancing in the background as I'm DJing and then after the set was over because Facebook obviously cut you off after about half an hour and then I did an extra 15 minutes to finish the set Um, and we just carried on the party carried on the party until the early hours it's great I think what
1: annoys me about Facebook live sets is how they cut you off if they feel like you're infringing on copyright you know you're a DJ you're playing other people's music which is copyrighted but you're using it for a purpose you're just courting them like you would in an assignment why why are you cutting off in the middle of our argument Yeah. <laughs> like, I listen to your set no but it's, I, but it's I, like,
0: a, but it's like when quoting someone it, in an essay isn't it it's like you've got your you've got your main thread to the essay of the argument that you wish to put across or the ideas that you wish to present and that you're you're suffusing that with pre-existing knowledge like pre-existing music and and, and using that to sort of punctuate your point
1: aren't you I I listened to your set after I I missed the live event I listened to it after I mean it was still super early in the morning for me maybe 4 o'clock AM I listened to your set but the rerun of it on Facebook Mm. and it it started beautifully I loved how, how it built And then Facebook went, nope, this next song is subject to copyright. I had to skip through and find a bit that wasn't copyrighted. Mm. It just, it ruins the whole experience for, for, unless you see it live, it ruins the whole experience for these games who are trying to do their best to show what they can do with tunes. You know, we're not saying it's our music, but we're showing what we can do with other people's music.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the frustrating things about Facebook is that, that kind of automated copyrighting thing, where it, you know, it'll mute out part of the set and stuff. You've really got to... Which I quite like doing it for the fact that, like, the people who do watch it live as it's happening don't get that, don't get it cut off, but then the moment you post the video afterwards, it's like loads of bits are removed, and it, that's a bit disappointing and stuff, because like you say, you're not using it to copyright, you're not using it to make money from... Um, but you are using it to, to punctuate your point, you know? And this is a great night. Again, this is like that Master of the True end of things where we started, we had a big party night. And like, yeah, this kind of like, I feel the power running through my veins. So I'm getting louder and like the, the, the party's getting more adventurous and more debaucherous. And then you've got this drop here.
1: Oh the party's happening
0: Oh yeah by this point the party's happening This is you know If you, if that last set in the last episode Was the kind of the beginning of the party To get everyone's mood lifted This is the point where you start kind of maybe Pushing yourself a bit harder In terms of dancing and just <laughs> like you know, Drinks and things or whatever
1: Eric Quincy feel to that bit Yeah,
0: funny you should say that (laughs) So listen to the bass in this I love it so it's not a very well known song uh, by Left Wing and Cody but I find her voice really familiar and I don't know why See what I mean? Yeah. I can't remember. I don't know where I've heard her, but every time I listen to a song, I think I know her voice.
1: It's a powerful vocal, like the, the, the vocalist is... has got
0: such a distinctive voice, you'd think you'd be able to take it out. But yeah, for some reason I can't... To, I know, I've I looked up the songs that she's collaborated on and I don't... It's not, none of them are songs that I... Uh, that I was thinking of, you know. Like, I, I recognise her voice from something, so she must just it's sound like one. someone. And I'm like...
1: If anybody out there listening recognises the voice,
0: feel free to let us know who it is. But yeah, just like, but not actually a song that she's collaborated on. It's something else, but that I, that I think I know her from, but I don't, I don't know what it is. But yeah, this is like one of those, it's like you've got the party going, everyone's dancing and stuff, and it's just really got this nice, uh, very very strong line to it, and it just kind of keeps you going, keeps you dancing.
1: I do appreciate that bass. It's, it's it's got the it's an electro bass you can tell it's computer generated, and, mm. it's, and it's got this repetition to so it that the song. Mm. But it also feels natural in this song because of her vocals, yeah, and the the very computerized synths of the song, which make the
0: bass feel more justified. Like,
2: yeah,
0: I'm going to head to the bingo card Dave's talking shit about me yeah, I, think I, I think i strip it right back to the to one track here
2: because I, think, I think I'm about to bring in
0: there's one bit that sounds a bit odd which I wasn't particularly happy with about the set but this was actually the recorded set from Facebook so I'd only made it that day I think there are a couple mistakes in it I think there I was supposed to bring in Eric Frizz there, I think. <laughs> Off the top of my head. Yeah, no, I have, yeah, you can hear it I mean, now. It. It's on repeat now. He's got that shhh, Yeah. Shhh, shh. Yeah. chhh. So weird you mentioned uh, Eric Frizz earlier because this is uh, Eric Pritz coming in. So Eric Frizz did a song ages ago Opus. Uh, and he's now producing another song oh, kind of similar Opus. to it called Novus.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's and actually, it's Novus yeah. released on YouTube. Yeah. Which I recommend you go see. Yeah, definitely got him With his uh, but it's, uh, so, Holosphere.
0: But yeah, it's the Holosphere um, kind of opening Ooh, song, but it's uh, it's so video gamey and I thought it was uh, it just it was the right key because I knew where I wanted to go from left wing to this. Uh, I knew a way to go from left wing to the next song, and Opus was the, the 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 key link between them. Probably should have brought it up a bit higher to begin with. Um, but at the end of missing, finishes on five A, and the next song after that I wanted to go into is six A, but Eric puts it five B, so it sits perfectly between the two of them as an escalation, as a as a working up through the keys. Uh, so I put it in sounds great it sounds like a video game which anyone who listens to our episodes know that I love video games
1: It's like it's like the Sega Mega Drive, like that's yes. circa <laughs> Sega Mega Drive. And I know it sounds like a Mega Drive, because my kids have got a Sega Genesis. <laughs> and it sounds like a Mega Genesis, and you're like, what is that sound?
0: This is a uh, very much epitomises certain moments during the holiday where you know you just get a really nice view or a moment where you're standing on top of a mountain looking out over it all, and you just get this kind of feeling of awe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Take it all in. amazing. Standing with
0: you, you know, the view. So then uh, there was one of the final evenings towards the end of the Seaward trip where we went over to uh, a man-made island. The island itself was maybe only a a few hundred meters in diameter. You know, you could walk around it in maybe 20 20 minutes. Um, And we went to visit a friend there, Paul, and then we spent the evening there on that island, basically kind of uh, until the early hours, just, just kind of partying. And we watched the most beautiful sunset over some scape where Prince Charles and Camilla had had their honeymoon uh, and it was just it's just this really still lake with an amazing sunset and everything's reflected in the, in the stillness of the lake and, and we had like music pounding and just like it was just a really great evening in terms of just like that feel-good factor and I think that Eric Pritz track really uh, highlights that sort of Feeling of, of of just like wow, lovely. And then here, it, just after sunset, it, it dips and then the the party always takes a different turn, doesn't it? Once the sun goes down, it's like right now we're into the evening. Now we can
1: ramp up. I reckon the great track was probably what Charles and Camilla were listening to on their honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope that they were listening to you. <laughs> Probably not. And then after someone died going right now we can really get into the evening. the build here this is you can tell something's coming big. I mean eventually <laughs> just sitting just developing like it's like an old it's an old Polaroid. You've taken the photo and you you just Waiting for it to develop, you know it's going to develop soon, and you can see what the image is. But at the moment, it's still in developing phase.
0: That's a pretty nice analogy, man. And uh, sh- shake it, shake it like a Polaroid picture would be the dance I'd be doing. And my
1: friend Olivia would tell you that shaking it is not what you're supposed to do with a Polaroid picture. That shaking it causes the chemicals to react too fast. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Bit that's of social so good. distancing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: My friend Olivia will tell you that shaking a Polaroid picture is not what you should do. You should put it in darkness because the photo will develop clearer. Oh, well there you go. Eat the out. next time we use a Polaroid.
0: Manage the don't, don't uh, the energy it. of your dancing, <laughs> or just go into a dark space and let yourself develop in there for a bit, and then come out and join the party. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, there was a, obviously, you know, in the times of social distancing. Yeah, you got a joke. This
1: is not really a thing that we have to deal with here in China, because we have so few cases. Like, I think we're in single figures for number of cases in China. And I know that's hard to hear from you know the country that could be blamed for starting. It. I, mean, we didn't, I say we, they didn't necessarily start it on purpose. Yeah, of course. But they handled it quick, and they handled it well.
0: Exactly, and you're like, and then happen there first, but like you're the first to get back to normality, to a certain extent. Absolutely, you know, and it's it's it, like, it, it, it blows some my of a, mind. It, to the rest of the
1: world that it is going to come to an end. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I I understand because it's it's, of people, but in China, they said, we're locked down. Everybody went inside, nobody moved. Yeah. And then in the UK, they say, right, we're going to lockdown, Everyone's like, oh, alright,
0: can I go to the pub? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But still, you're talking about a completely different culture of people, okay? so absolutely. You've got, you got your quite, you've got your collectivist culture, which is China, and then you've got your quite individualist culture, which is yes, the UK, where you know it's, it is different. They're different people, and they certainly they're no fault of their own. You know, it's, you're raised within a culture, and that becomes your context and your understanding. Um, but to a Chinese person looking at that and seeing everyone out you know, party in the night before lockdown, is like. It's, a bit, it's almost like a big middle finger to the government and, and stuff that, that just doesn't exist in Chinese culture because it's of like that civic the duty. collectivism of that culture yeah. um, whereas it's a fascinating you know, place to live. be fair shoe on the, shoe on the other foot you, you could argue like you know falling into line like that means uh, is isn't necessarily the best thing either you know it means that the, the, oh, the people are easy very easily malleable uh, and that could be used to negative to a negative end. Well, no, I, I don't know. Like, I don't really have any really feelings either way. I just, I just think people need to recognise that they are different cultures.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the size of the the population is a big factor because there's no way you could have the same level of democracy that the UK has in a country like China. I mean, look at. America is a good example, because America is many, many times bigger in the population numbers as well as science in the UK, and democracy is a shambles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, hey, you know. to be fair, there's no, I don't think there's any political system that works 100%, you know, you, you can say democracy, but realistically, it's whoever's got the most amount of money to be able to be democratically yeah. elected, uh, and yeah. with, in, the, in, in the world that we live in now, where everything's is guided by social media and media anyway, if you're rich enough then it it isn't a democracy because all you're doing is being able to manipulate huge swathes of people. Whereas at least in China there is that recognition of the fact that maybe some people should be appointed, someone needs to be appointed to that position, and whether it's democratically done or not, someone needs to be in charge because you can't have too many people in charge. And maybe if you want to try and run your country as communist or some kind of communist-capitalist hybrid, whatever. Um, no, no one system works.
1: I do think the current system um, in the UK and the USA and many, many countries in the world is using a wrong measure, or, or so rather using too narrow a measure. Yeah. Basically, countries based their their... Um, success on GDP yeah, and I think that's the wrong thing to base it on I think it would be much better to find an objective measure of happiness yeah the happiness
0: of the look, people here's a happy yes uh, yeah no I think this is very philosophical uh, isn't it more music
1: <laughs> for
2: people
1: <laughs> yes we should measure the success of the country on who listens to the echo chamber? <laughs> We're gonna use the analytics data of our podcast to judge which country is the
0: best. Yeah. <laughs> hey that's the uh, that's the first step to world peace, isn't it? Defying Kronos.
1: <laughs> bringing you world peace. Also the echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So coming up to the last, uh, last couple of songs in the set. So this is where it starts to get. This is the last night of the, the the half-term holiday, which is the one that turned into a bit of a rave, and it added these last two songs on the last night during the live Facebook set. Uh, so it starts to get very, very bassy, very ravey coming up in a minute and it's, it's a Sia song uh, with David Guetta. I like Sia's voice, it's like piercing over the top of whatever you put it over, but David Guetta with uh, Morton has got like really, really bass. It's a Future Sound remix, Future Sound rave remix of the song. Uh, and it's just a nice way to finish it. And I followed it with uh, Love To Go. Well, a remix version of that, which was also very, very bassy. So I thought, like, the two bassy ravey songs together, sort of followed on quite nice, nicely from each other, and it was a nice way to uh, epitomise the end of the holiday. You can hear that bass just crackling away in the in the background there. It is. It's it's really like intimidating in the back. Quite dark. It's bringing everything else out here.
1: I love this emptiness of that. It's
0: got an Eric Pitts like start. But it doesn't sound yeah, like Eric like... Pitts during the song. Oh wow. That's welcome. So good. Yeah, I went a bit heavy on the echo there by accident. (laughs) And what a nice sentiment. I love it. We'll get through it all together. I love it. That's slow. So you're expecting, uh, you're expecting a big drop here. Like it's gonna be, oh great, it's gonna turn the party up. And it doesn't. It just kind of just goes in with the bass.
1: And what a bass it comes in with. And, uh, if you're listening, Man. if
0: you're not listening to that on like good earphones, then you're not getting the benefit of that. But it's the, it's, that's the kind of dancing that when when you're at like a, a rave or Tomorrowland or something like that, that you just end up getting lower to the ground and just like fucking. Dave's seen that move a few times.
1: This is like much better EDM.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but then just like a moment of break where it brings it up into the treble and then straight back in again. Yeah, so the next and final final song of the set is just coming in here. You can hear um, it's uh, Zling and Lost frequencies but it's a very heavy remix do so you get that yeah they love to go in the background just kind of introducing it oh yeah Settle. yeah' this goes well with Sears echoing voice out
1: oh this is a great remix.
0: and it's the anticlimax coming up here this this anti is uh like what we were talking about earlier with the offset beat it's just surprising yeah. it takes it in a different direction Just strip right back. Nothing else but the bass. It's like you were in a party, like getting
1: ready for the drop, and as the drop happened, you were transported into a room. <laughs> Next <laughs> door. To the party, and you were listening to it. Yeah, <laughs> Through <exactly>. the wall. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> what
0: just happened? <laughs> exactly. It's like, but then they keep on like, there's a couple of points where it's like, Wee! and you put like a little sound effect over it, just to remind you that it, it is yeah. still there. Anyway, an, an interesting uh, way to end this up and uh, demonstrative oh, the g- like of the end, end of a holiday.
1: It's like you've been plucked from your holiday and thrust into work.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what this, uh, this first week back felt like, certainly. <laughs> <just, wasn't it? laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's always a bit weird, isn't it, after like having a bit of time off and then, oh, then going always back is. into the... It's, the... And,
1: and Unless you put in a lot of grafting in the holidays, the first day back, definitely the first week back, everyone's just yeah. finding their feet. Especially that first Depends day. day. If
0: you, yeah. Well, I mean, Apparently, I spent begin... a bit of the Saturday the day before prepping for coming back, and still then it was a bit like, oh, God. Yeah, and that makes me...
1: That makes a huge difference when when you know, leadership put in a bit of legwork like, in advance. They give direction day one, hour zero. Everyone knows what they're saying. We come cheap. back and it's like, oh, we had a great holiday, 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 holiday. Uh, what's next? Oh, I guess we better teach. Eh? You're like, oh, okay. This is such a good sound.
0: Yeah, it's a bit unlike, unlike the kind of stuff I would normally play. But I, I, I don't know. I found it really interesting that just that excessive, excessive bass loop. Anyway, it's a nice way to end because it's like you say, it's quite punchy. Yeah. And that's it. It's got a kind of a okay, fizzle-out like, ending. Episode. Episode twelve. It like a really enjoyable episode. It was very nice. And isn't told it? the story of the holiday, really nicely. That's it. I, I you know me, I'm a I'm a stickler for putting a, a sort of story together to the sets. So certainly, even if it's not just based on an actual experience, it, there's some kind of story through the songs, like and how that they relate to each other or whatever. Quite like that. And there it was. Uh, so that's the end of episode twelve. Thank you very much for listening. Um I think next week, I'm not sure if we're gonna try and Put some sets together that will involve the the songs that we mentioned in the last episode. Uh, uh, Because
1: we, if you have more recommendations, though, yeah, if you have more recommendations, you take on the
0: challenge. Yeah, by all means, send them, Uh, and we'll we'll try and build them in. So we've got everything from bloody Alanis Morissette to uh, an old cartoon theme tune, from my point of view. (laughs) Uh, So we'll 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 try our best to try and find some way to navigate through uh, those choices. Uh, It should be good because it's it's nice to have that challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Keeps you honest. Keeps you on your toes. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. uh, And we'll see you next week.
2: See you next week.